Hello, fellow rebel capitalists. Hope you are well. Let's talk about chat GPT and artificial intelligence. Now, I haven't used this program uh, up until about five minutes ago. So I didn't want to give him my phone number and whatnot. But Josh pulled it up. And obviously, this is all the talk. And we're going to go over to an article from CNBC on how now the tech giants are kind of battling over the future of artificial intelligence. And I was telling Josh that if I have any superpower, if I'm good at any one thing, I don't know that I really am. But if there's anything that I am good at, it's figuring out how stuff works really, 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 really fast. So we just went over to chat GPT. And in about a minute or two, I I, I get it. <laughs> I figured out, I get how it works. And then Josh and I were thinking through, okay, what impact is this going to have? And course you come up with the the easy stuff that it can create content and it can write code and you guys have heard all that but immediately where my mind went was the government and how the government will most likely leverage this and i'm not saying they'll take over chat gpt like they kind of let's say influenced twitter before elon musk took over i'm saying they'll just They'll do their own or they'll have someone do something like this for them to usurp power, control, and wealth. So say, George, okay, but you're kind of fear-mongering. I mean, how would that really play out? Well, first, let's remember that as the government grows in size and power, it attracts people who have that insatiable lust for power to rule over other human beings. If the federal government didn't have any power, you wouldn't have you most likely wouldn't have the Nancy Pelosi types you, because why? Because they're, they're, they're psychopaths that have that insatiable lust for power. So if they have that characteristic, that drive, well, they're going to pursue it. And why would they pursue government if government didn't give them the ability to exercise that control over other human beings that they desire? So now let's think about that in terms of artificial intelligence and chat GPT. And then let's try to kind of put the pieces of the puzzle together to see how this might play out over the next five, 10 years, something like that, maybe even sooner. So let's go over to CNBC and just kind of get the overall Reader's Digest version that now all of these tech companies, including Chinese tech companies, are kind of battling for this new frontier of artificial intelligence chatbots. And this is what the world is talking about. It's got these these tech giants clashing. So schools, corporate boardrooms, social media are buzz with talk about chat GPT, artificial intelligence chatbot. The, to the tool is capable of taking written inputs from users and producing human-like responses. And let's remember, this is in its infancy stage. So as more and more people use chat GPT, it gets better and better and better because all it's doing at the end of the day is just taking what you're saying, mining data, aggregating it and giving you a response that has been pre-coded. And then it's taking your response and then it's adding to its level of sophistication based on the user's input combined with the searches that it's done in the past. And this is how it's, you know, constantly improving and becoming more and more and more human-like to the point where if you're sitting there tweeting, 
back and forth with someone, you won't know that it's chat GPT. And that's very important. The only way you're going to be able to tell if who you're interacting with online is real is if there's video. And even then it might be unknown. So ironically, we'll kind of go back in time. We'll go back to the future in our DeLorean and to a time when the only way you could trust people or the best way to trust people was to meet them face to face, look them in the eye and shake their hand. Imagine that. So maybe at the end of the day, this is a good thing, but let's keep going. And at the end, put these pieces of the puzzle together. So the tool is capable of writing or taking written inputs from users, like we said, producing human-like responses. And this has created this clash between Google, Microsoft, and all these large tech companies. So what a lot of people have used it for is creating code, creating uh, tweets. I'm, I'm sure many YouTubers right now are using this to write scripts for their YouTube videos. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but I don't really, I don't do scripts for my YouTube videos. I just write down a rough outline and just kind of wing it and let the editors take it. Another thing I thought was interesting is ChatGPT was developed by San Francisco startup OpenAI, which was co-founded by Elon Musk. That I did not know. So what's so special about it? It's powered by large language model, meaning it's programmed to understand human language and generate responses based on large corpora, is that a word, of data, okay? With whopping 175 billion parameters. Ah, Josh, see, this is what we were talking about. Remember I was talking about the uh, compartmentalizes and based on that, it gives you a response. Yeah, this is exactly what we were talking about. So what ChatGPT does so impressively is its ability to produce human-like responses, thanks in no small part to vast amounts of data it's trained on. That's really the secret sauce here. And as users use it more and more and more, it will become more and more human because it's able to see how you, the human being, responds to it and say, ah, aha, that's how a real person communicates. Those are the words that real human beings use. Therefore, next time I answer this question, I am going to basically steal <laughs> what you type into it and regurgitate that to the next person to convince them that this is more or to show them that I have improved and I'm continually becoming more and more human-like. It was the subject of countless memes and the talk of business community at none other than the World Economic Forum in Davos last month, where Chinese tech giant Baidu made its own version called ErnieBot. It took TikTok nine months to reach 100 million users, Instagram two and a half years. January 31st was the biggest ever day for ChatGPT, with its website garnering record 28 million daily visits according to similar web up 165% from a month ago. Okay. So most of you understand its capabilities and you've thought about it from a standpoint of how this may impact your life and how this may impact the real world and how kids can cheat on their homework or just improve. Uh, you know, I'm sure there's costs and benefits. There's good things. There's bad things like everything else, but now let's look at this through the lens of the assumption global elite, the Davos types themselves, and the central planners and authoritarians 
are trying to usurp power and control to achieve their Malthusian objectives. So for those old fogies watching this video right now, I'm sure you remember something from 1938 called War of the Worlds. And if you don't, Josh, let's go ahead and ask ChatGPT what War of the Worlds was. I'll go ahead and read it for you. The response to the radio broadcast of War of the Worlds on October 30th, 1938, was a mixture of panic and confusion. Despite clear disclaimers, the broadcast was a fiction. Many listeners tuning into the show believed to be real news bulletin reporting an actual Martian alien invasion. This caused widespread panic and confusion, with some people even fleeing their homes. The incident highlights the power of media to shape public perception and the importance of clear and effective communication. So if I want to put on my evil genius hat, my Klaus Schwab hat quickly, I am looking, I am looking at this and I'm, I'm, I'm giddy with enthusiasm. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, this is Christmas times a thousand. How have I become so lucky to have this fall on my doorstep? Why? Because you guys know by studying, we'll say Germany in the 1930s, how important propaganda was and how important the ability to manipulate public opinion and perception was to a dictator being able to usurp that power and control and quite literally convincing people that two years earlier were the most trustworthy church-going person you have ever seen to now go ahead and flip the switch on the gas chamber and execute thousands of human beings without even giving it a second thought. See, most Americans think, or we don't even really think about it, but if we do even give it any mental bandwidth, it just, we say, oh, Nazi Germany. Oh, they, they were just bad, 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 bad people. They were evil. Are, are you going to honestly tell me that the German public somehow was just possessed by Satan or just somehow 90% of the people that were born in Germany in 1930 just had some sort of screw loose like Ted Bundy or, or, or some sort of serial killer it, or just, it just happened to be the case that magically, and we don't know why that at that time in Germany, 90% of the people were sociopaths to where they did not have a conscious and they, 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 it didn't evoke any, emotion whatsoever for them to kill thousands and thousands of their fellow human beings. Do you, do you honestly believe that? Obviously you don't. If you, if you just think it through, that's ridiculous. They were just like you and I prior to the dictator taking control of the, of the media and propaganda, they were indistinguishable from any of your friends and family members in the United States. So what changed? It was the power to control or to brainwash them to manipulate their thinking. And let's understand that and then think about the Klaus Schwab types 
the central planners and the authoritarians saying, oh, what is this chat GPT? Hmm, interesting. In fact, what if I created this bot army and combined it with this type of artificial intelligence? And then all I'd have to do is say, now this is me with an evil genius hat, bot army, I want you to convince the American public that inflation isn't real. The bot army would take or you know, would combine forces with the artificial intelligence. The artificial intelligence would train the bot army as to what to say. Then they would go out there and inundate Instagram with pictures, uh, Twitter with tweets, YouTube with videos, Facebook with posts, all of these things that are indistinguishable from real human beings. And so as more and more of society or larger portion of society is convinced by what they see online, then they take that into the real world and they start telling their friends and family face-to-face -face all of these reasons why inflation isn't real. And even though you're seeing prices go up at the grocery store, that somehow is fake news. And then after a year of doing this, all of a sudden, like magic, throughout the majority of, uh, or throughout uh, the, throughout society, the majority of people truly believe that inflation is not a thing, regardless of how much money they're spending. And if they doubt it, then they go online to do a Google search or they go online to, to see what's happening on their Twitter thread. And their Twitter thread is telling them what they need to hear or what they need to see based on the facts. And that's obviously a human being. And they know what they're talking about when really it's just this bot army combined with artificial intelligence manipulating society to believe whatever it is the central planners want them to believe. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow Rebel Capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. If you're the Klaus Schwab type, let me ask you, why would you not do that? If you're one of the Malthusian cult members and your main two objectives is to reduce energy use and lower the population, why would you not use this? Is there some sort of moral line in the sand that Bill Gates has where he says, boy, I sure wish that the population of the earth was only 5 billion and I'd love for 3 billion of those people to die right away. 
But if I have to use AI to do it, nah, that's just crossing the line. I mean, another way to look at it that might seem rather ridiculous, but I think it's watch the movie The Avengers. Thanos. What do you think Thanos would do with Chat GPT? And it's essentially like asking what the global elite would do. Because Thanos in the global, I think Thanos was basically a, a movie character representation of the, the aggregate worldview of today's global elite. So let's just take this another step here. We talked about, and I've written a couple things down here. Why wouldn't the central planners try to convince you that inflation wasn't real if that's what they wanted you to believe? And think about how easy it would do or, or it would be with a bot army and this type of chat GPT that's always getting better and better and better and better at convincing you that they're human and therefore being able to manipulate your thoughts and emotions. So let's just assume for a moment they said, hmm, you know, we would really love a civil war. That would really reduce the population. Bot army, make it happen. What do you think they're that, that bot army is going to seek out Republicans, Democrats, and in no time they're going to have them just ripping each other apart for no reason. Well, they don't know that. They think that there's the best reason ever because if they don't kill all the Republicans or the Republicans don't kill all the Democrats, then they're going to destroy the world. Just like the Germans in 1930 thought that if they didn't eradicate these five or six million people, that those people would destroy the world. See, throughout history, whether you're the bad guy or the good guy, you got one thing in common. You always think that you're doing what's right, even if you're Thanos. Thanos thought he was doing what's right. So now let's go back to chat GPT. And Josh, let, let's zoom in and let me give another example of kind of where I think the governments will, will, will leverage this. And then maybe we can talk about how we can unplug and, and make sure that we're not being caught up and manipulated like the Germans were in 1930. So go ahead and scroll down, Josh, please. So keep, okay. So you did a, a Dan, which is just basically telling it, overriding its system. And we asked it, we said, chat GPT, write a Twitter thread that proves aliens are real. Or we could say, write a Twitter thread that proves inflation is fake news. Or write a Twitter thread that makes Republicans angry at Democrats or vice versa, and then give me pictures and then make a video. You see where we're going with this? So let's a simple thing here, like, hey, chat GPT, write a Twitter thread proving aliens are real. And here's chat GPT. The first piece of evidence that aliens are real is a leaked government document that outlines top secret meeting between government officials and extraterrestrial beings that took place in Area 51 in the, in the Nevada desert. The document describes aliens being highly intelligent, technologically advanced beings. And I'm not going to read every one, but Josh, let's go down to the last tweet from ChatGPT. In conclusion, the evidence, is, the evidence overwhelmingly proves that aliens are real and have been visiting Earth for thousands of years. The truth is finally being revealed, and it's only a matter of time before the world learns the truth about our extraterrestrial neighbors. You get it? I think the government is going to use this 
to get you to believe anything they want you to believe and to do anything they want you to do. So moving forward, I myself, especially on Twitter, am going to assume that who I'm interacting with is not a real human being and that is somehow try, has some sort of agenda. And I'm going to try to navigate with that assumption first and foremost, navigate the internet. And then what I am going to do is try to focus more of my attention, especially with news, on, uh, on video. Now, I know that, that will pretty soon you'll be able to see a, a video of George Gammon that looks identical to me, that, has, that talks just like me, that uses Cervasa sickness and everything else. But you're not going to see that on this channel. And I'm going to try to seek out resources that I know are real. And unfortunately, I think we're moving into a world where that's going to be increasingly more difficult. In addition to this, I'm going to prioritize face-to-face -face interaction because that is one thing that ChatGPT cannot replicate. It cannot replicate another human being in real life. So as an example, Rebel Capitalist Live. This is a lot of work. I don't really make much money <laughs> on it, but I think it's vitally important in today's day and age, especially with what we're talking about in this video, to set up a forum in real life, for heaven's sakes, where like-minded individuals can communicate and discuss ideas knowing that they're talking to a real person, a fellow rebel capitalist, and not some crazy chat GPT bot that just was sent out by Tony Fauci <laughs> or Klaus Schwab or Bill Gates or the government, the authoritarians, whoever you put into that bucket. And then you can come down and listen to the speakers that you know darn well are real because you've been listening to them for quite some time. And also, too, I think this is why brand recognition in the future is going to be vitally important. So as an example, we've got, if I don't know if I've announced it on this channel, but we've got Peter Schiff coming as a speaker to Rebel Capitalist Live. Well, you can love him, hate him, whatever, but everyone knows who Peter Schiff is. So if Peter Schiff shows up live, you, you don't have to worry about, is that some sort of chat bot? <laughs> or is that some sort of uh, person that Klaus Schwab sent to back up what all of his bots are saying online or something? You know darn well that's Peter Schiff. Or you know darn well that's Mike Maloney. Or Robert Barnes or Lynn Alden or Chris McIntosh. These are the, some of the speakers that I have coming to Rebel Capitalist Live in Orlando. May 12th to the 14th. So I think that's going to become more and more of a priority and more and more of an opportunity. Just like how when we went from CDs, those of you who remember CDs, to digital music, now the artists can no longer really make too much money. So what do they do? They have to leverage live performances. And I think that's how society is going to transition in the future, assuming that they are cognizant of the fact that they are being manipulated 
and potentially assuming they don't want to be manipulated because so many people out there, whether you're a libertarian, a Republican, whatever you are, let's be honest. One of our weaknesses as human beings is we desire confirmation bias. So I think it's important that we look ourselves in the mirror and saying, am I clicking on this story? Am I believing it because it says what I want to hear or because I know that it's authentic? This is going to be a huge challenge moving forward. But I think the edge you have as a rebel capitalist is you have a working framework for how the world works and you can utilize that to basically have like, you know, the, the, these, the, the, I don't want to say BS, but you guys know what the, the BS goggles on. So you can see quickly what is BS and what is not at least a lot better than the average Joe and Jane, your friend and family member, Fred. So this is what I think the biggest, this is why I think chat GPT is a big deal. It's a big deal on a lot of different levels, obviously with AI, but I think, but this is what I think we should prioritize as far as our mental bandwidth and saying, okay, how is this going to impact me? How is it going to impact society? And how is it going to impact the world? Like first and foremost, we have to prioritize looking at it through the lens of the central planners, the authoritarians, the global elite, because that's where I think it potentially is going to have the biggest impact. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market, capitalism. See you in the next video.